course, The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all their ridiculous and hilarious truths. However, to keep the identity of our students and companies we've worked for safe, we won't be mentioning them by name, and if we do, they will be changed. Today we have a special guest. So tell them who you are. Hi, my name is Michael Jacinto. Mm-hmm. Emerging um, choreographer slash director slash human. Yes, slash human. <laughs> um, hi, hello. So the reason why um, today's topic is going to be about education and the arts, but there's a twist. So unlike me and Danielle, who were totally trained here in America, Michael did all his higher education overseas. Yep. So to start, like, give us, like, give us specifically where you went overseas for undergrad and your master's, because you have your master's too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have my master's. Uh, so <laughs> wait, let's start with undergrad, because I can meet you halfway there. I do okay. have an undergrad degree. Do you want to hear the story about how I got it too? Because it's still, it's also Yes, because I will say that you wouldn't, most people don't think most people don't think to overseas for school. Well, that's not the first thought. Serendip- serendipitous story. Cool. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. So, when I was a senior in high school, I was hell bent on going to musical theater school. Same. Hell bent. Same. I was like, nobody's going to get me in my way. Nobody's going to be in my way. And I'm going to do all the community theater I can so I can practice. But clearly, who am I going... theater, but I get you for the MT. Who am I going to go... But who am I going up against? I'm going to... I'm, I go to... Uh, I went to a Boston Arts Academy. I'm from Boston originally, which is a p- public performing arts high school. performing arts high school. Yes. Yes. So, first of all, shout out to BAA. <laughs> Because they, you know, I would not be here today without them, without that high school. Because I only, because they gave me the opportunity to start dancing when I was 16. I switched majors. I was a theater major first. Nice. In high school my freshman year. And then I switched to dance. And, you know, that's how it all started. But anyway, um, so, um, so I was lucky enough to go to public performance high school in Boston. So every year the dance department goes to a festival for um, public performing arts high schools. High schools mm. called um, the National High School Dance Festival. So and nothing about this. Yeah, so the National High School Dance Festival is um, uh, is based in like three places, like Norfolk, Virginia at the Governor, Governor School of Arts. I know that one. Yeah. Uh, Miami at New World School of, School of the Arts. Also know them. How do I not know the third one then? And the third one is um, UArts in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. they're just there. I didn't know that because I actually auditioned yeah. for UArts. Yeah, yeah. So they did not get in. Yeah, so there's they're based there, but I think it's only for professional, perform, I mean, performing arts high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so at the festival, they have, remember, y'all, this is high school. At the festival, they have um, lots of workshops, different teachers coming in. Conferences, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conferences, a gala where like each school has a piece to present and stuff. It's really, yeah, yeah. really nice, beautiful stuff. But like a whole big old thing for the seniors is, you know, college auditions. So, mm, so okay. yeah, so, so um, they put us all in a big room and I would say, Good hundred schools were there. Oh wow! Lots of schools there. That's a really great opportunity. It was See, amazing. I have. There was never anything like that for college auditions for me, or even in the. For me, there wasn't anything like that. I've done that for like work for a Georgia Theater Conference mm-hmm. or SETC mm-hmm. in the South, but never for colleges. God, I wish. Yeah. Because like one audition and you hit one hundred colleges mm-hmm. that you probably would have never thought of. Never thought of it, and uh, you know, um, and this is coming at a time too where. Look, the universe knows what it's doing, okay? It does. Because at that time, before I even auditioned, it was around May, so it's late. I got rejected mm. from all the schools I went to, I auditioned for. But that probably, probably had nothing to do with you, the fact that May was so late. No, it was also because, like, my musical theater was not strong. Mm, okay. It wasn't. You know? Well, you started going, theater and then you went I, dance. Yeah, so I, went, I, can I see started that. theater, went dance. I didn't, I didn't really have a strong singing voice. My song choices weren't good. Well, no one's song choice is good in high school, though. Right, but, but like I'm going, right, against, right. I'm going against, like, no offense, y'all, but I'm going against people who 
have the money to go get the training to be polished. Oh, absolutely. That's it. not I offense to anyone. That's just reality. I had to do everything myself. I didn't yep. really like, no, you know, I didn't have a lot of support from my family, not because they didn't love me, but because they didn't really know what. Same. Oh, no, to, I completely agree with that. Yeah, like, they didn't really know how to support. For me, I had that same thing of being like, yeah. I'm going to go to an empty program. There was no empty. I still don't know if there is. There's no empty program in the state of Georgia at any of their colleges. Wow. So I, my response to them was like, I have to go to college out of state. And they were mm -hmm. like, what? We barely just were dealing with your sister being four hours away in college. And you're like, you're not going to the college in the state of Georgia. So like I passed up full like I didn't have any full rides but close to full rides in Georgia Wow! because I was like I had to go to, go to an empty program outside of Georgia mm -hmm. and so I, mean, I get that where your family's like we're not it's not like they're not supporting you but they don't have any point of reference yeah, for what you're don't. trying to do yeah they don't so um I mean so again like I had to pay for my own voice lessons I was lucky enough to go to a, um, I was a dance major again like I said at BAA, so we had um, strict modern and ballet. That's it. No mm. jazz, no hip hop, no nothing. So I got a really good basis. Um, yeah, yeah and I yeah. went, I went, and I auditioned for all these schools myself. So I auditioned for um, Roosevelt University in Chicago. Mm, okay. I auditioned for Boco. I auditioned for AMDA, and I auditioned for. Oh my God, what's this? Oh my God, I don't remember. Maybe only- <laughs> It's also been years. It's maybe been... I only auditioned for three schools. She'll pop up if she does. Right. Anyway. See, I would have never did AMDA. AMDA's only certificate and I wanted to get a degree. Well, AMDA had a degree. Well, I don't know. I don't know at that time. I don't, I'm Pace. Pace. Yes. Mm, Pace's okay. musical theater program. Yes, I auditioned for. No from no from Pace, no from Boco, no from Roosevelt, and no from AMDA. Oh wow. All of it. Mm. So at this point, so the, 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 the dance festival is in May. So all of this, I'm knowing all this information in April. So I'm like, yo, if I don't get anything here, I'm oh, not wow. going to college. I no, I understand that. Right. I understand that, that too. Like, I didn't not, get I didn't get my letter till very late senior uh -huh. year too. So I get that. So I'm like oh I was God, so I scared. Hate that. I was so scared because I was like, wow, maybe I made a mistake in trying to go into musical theater school. Mm. Because maybe I mean I was confident enough that I could do it, but I mean I honestly lack at that point in my life, 17, 18, I really lacked the skills. I did. I lacked the skills. This true? I mean I've been there. I lacked the skills because you know, I was going at it alone. I was try just trying to figure out what I needed to do for myself. Also, we talked about this, uh, Matt might have been on our episode with Matthew, where it's like, when you, uh, my favorite quote is from the musical Passing Strange. He goes, you ever get- Yes, Passing Strange. Uh, you ever get to the point in your life where you realize all your adult decisions were made by an 18 year old? Right. And it's just like, cause I feel that way. I definitely right. agree with you. Whereas like, even with me auditioning for MT programs, neither one of my parents have higher education degrees. Mm. My sister has a higher education degree, but she was also an athlete. Mm. So a lot of that stuff was taken care of. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you where it's like me trying to figure this thing out. How do I do this? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of mm -hmm. gaps and clues that you have to fill in yourself yeah, that I no mean, one can help you with. I had a lot of help from my faculty at my school too, of course, because there's a they lot. They helped me with the audition process, yeah. but like filling out FAFSA and like no, getting through these auditions, all of that, mm -hmm, that was all me. waivers. They sometimes they pay for our college um, applications and stuff. Oh, but anyway, nice. so this is around May and we do this big audition. Now, I get a, I get, I got accepted to Rutgers, Mason okay. Grove School of Dance. I got accepted into Texas Christian. TCU. Yeah. My, one of my favorite uh, college professors is, is Christian, is no, Christian or women? Some women, something. Texas Women it, University. It's, te it's Texas Christian. Women, something. Women, I it, had women's some women University? Women. I don't know. I just know TCU Horn Frogs. That's the only reason why I remember sure. it. Wow. Because it's such a weird mascot weird. to me. And, he, and my <laughs> college professor repped really it all strange. the time. That's really strange. Um, I don't know, weird memory. But yes, so some place in Texas, okay. whatever, and I got into that too. But. Um, there was also the school that I put number one on my list, right? Mm, okay. Because, and it was called Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts in Liverpool, England. I mean. And I got in. Nice. And they gave me a scholarship. Ooh, okay. They gave me the, like, the only, like, international, um, 
talent scholarship. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so what I have to ask, what is that conversation like with your family where it's like, I'm going to England. Hi, I'm going to England. That's it. And Oh, really? That's it. That's it. I needed to go. I mean, yes. Trust me. And, 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 also, how do you say no to that? Like, in, my, in the environment that I was in, in a not particularly supportive I mean, okay, again, they're, they're amazing people. I love my family very much, you know. Which is but we're all, yes. But we're, and also, we as artists, and we've talked about this on numerous episodes of the podcast, it's like, we as artists are different. We think differently than other yeah. people around us. And so to be like, I just, I find, like, I remember having that conversation where I'm like, I'm moving out of state. I'm moving to New York. And they're all kind of being like, eh. And then I can only imagine being 18 being like, I'm going to Liverpool by... Oh, I don't think anybody would have put it past me. It's not a... I don't think it was... Because um, I was always very independent, and I always like went off and did things by myself and got things by myself. Right. So I think at that point in my life, going to school in England was like my brand. It was like a part of my brand. Good. You understand? Yeah. So I don't think... Everybody would like, oh, everybody would be like, oh, you would do that. You know? Especially, you know, when you're 17, 18, you try to be, like, different. Especially in, like, the er, the late 2000s. Ooh, late 2000s. You know, we're, like, you graduating. Lady um. Yeah, so, like, when you thought, like, Lady Gaga, like, that love, little disco stick song or whatever was cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a smooth and college head. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. You've gotten into Liverpool. Energy. So, I got, yeah, what was Lippa for short. Now, I'm going to call it let's Lippa. Call, Lippa? Yeah, so I'm going to call it, so. From Lipa. now on, I'm going to call it Lipa. Lipa. I'm for it. Liverpool Institute for Performing Arts. So yes. you get into Lipa. Yeah. Something, you brought this up uh, before we started recording, visa process. Mm-hmm. How was all of that, like, the setup to go, because, like, I've done this, I'm, me and Daniel both have done the move from a different state and that whole craziness, but you're moving to a whole other country uh, for four plus years. Let me tell you, they want so much information yeah they want a lot of information and the information that you give them needs to be immaculate or they don't let you in oh wow my first visa application got denied okay in august so wait early august that's crazy because the semester would have started Uh uh-huh that has to be like a few weeks before the semester starts yeah the devil was trying to get me Oh, the devil okay. was trying to get me. Or, okay, this is kind of jumped ahead a little bit, but even uh, once you got got to Lippa, uh-huh. did you lose students because of their visa issues throughout their time there? Like, do oh. you see people where they'd be like, you know what? Bye. Let's keep, let's put that on hold. Oh my God. See, thing. yep. It's a, I would believe thing. it's a thing. It's of definitely a thing. But um, yeah, my visa got denied because I didn't, um, a lot of it has to do with money. If you can support yourself, you need to have enough money in the bank or like a letter from your parents. I have heard that. that. You can support yourself. And my FAFSA and my student loan money wasn't in my bank at the time. So it looked like we didn't have enough money in the bank oh, to support yeah. myself for the three years because that school is only three years. That's nice. Yeah. So I graduated, you know, when I was 21 instead of 20. That's instead of uh, 22. 22. Like most people. See, that's good. See, I even had to go. That's a. We'll bring that up. I think that's a good argument. Most at the average here in America for undergrad is for most people to go 4.5 or five years to complete their undergrad. Yeah. If not longer. Like I did 4.5. That's crazy. So like, so for you to be like three years and you're done. And I'm like, because the last two years, it was basically like. Uh, the last two and a half years, it was a lot of like, I need that I'm required to have this to graduate. Uh-huh. So I'm still here. Like that last semester, I needed mm-hmm. one academic course, mm-hmm. and everything else I was taking was like bullshit electives where I was like, I'm here, make me be useful because I have right. to have this credit so to be a full time student. We'll have that conversation once we start talking about the actual program I was in. Oh yes, okay. So getting there, visa process. So your first one was denied. So my first one was denied because I didn't have enough money. Yes. in my bank account, we got that sorted out we got our student loans in and I also funny enough like I was in a sh- I was in the wedding singer at the time at like Bay Colony <laughs> Players in yeah. Foxborough, Massachusetts yes, my wedding best, like, singer. actually I will say though it was a really fierce cast and like 
There's a couple people. I love that. A lot of people do not yeah. like Wedding Singer. I like Wedding Singer. No, I do. Well, I liked you it. get no argument. I, I love doing that, that musical. show. It was it's so much so, fun. I, I love the 80s and I love just That's the big shit. cheesy like and hair the, dance movies. And the so, like, songs aren't bad. Um, yes. They're nice. They're good songs. I, I love, you won't get an argument from me. I love Wedding They're Singer. They're good songs. I had a really good, I mean, I had a really great time. Um, and that, again, that cast was pretty fierce and most of them now, I think a good chunk of them now are like Broadway or like cruise ship or it's good or, just they're still performing because I can't like tell you how many straight people straight up you know not real but like straight up you know actors that's good actors I had anyway rare that so many people last from shows over yeah, the years it was, but it was a pretty fierce so anyway. you're in a show so I was in that show and um there was this girl named Shayna in the show Shayna Barnes <laughs> and she worked for the government Oh. So I said Shayna, who actually helps, she works with the immigration office. Nice, back before we didn't hate immigration office. Exactly, I gotta so keep going. she worked for the immigration <laughs> office in like my county or whatever. And um, I said, Shayna, can you help me? And she said, yeah, give me your paperwork. And I sent her my paperwork and I got my visa th three days later. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. So, yeah, well, we can talk about visas again once I talk about my MA because I told you I brought my binder here. Yeah, so I can yeah, explain yeah. Everybody. So, okay. Anyway. So, let's go through. So, you're in. So, you get to Liverpool. September 4th, 2010. <laughs> I was a smooth junior that's in college. When I, that's when I left. I oh. left the States with a big old fucking sayonara. Goodbye. Okay, so I, was, I have to. I have sorry. to ask. No, no, no. But I have to ask. How was? So, like, growing up in Boston, of course, there's Broadway, there's regional theater, there's community theater. But we constantly see for here in America. Um, and the reason why I love doing this because we have listeners that live outside of the country. Hey. And hi. they, it's insane to me that they're all over the world. Um, and. We for here in America, everything is like happens on Broadway and kind of trickles down, and then it happens at the big regional theaters and trickles down. Uh -huh. For three years, you were in America, so were you guys following what's on Broadway, the Tony Awards, or any of that stuff, or was it just not relevant at all? Tony, I was just too busy living my best life over there. That's fair. Honestly, I cannot argue. I'm that. not. That's fair. I'm not gonna lie. Let me tell you, okay? So. My father took my father took me to England. Obviously, he was like, "Oh, I mean, I need to go." So he went. We had a nice little couple days together, like exploring the city and stuff like that. Liverpool is so beautiful. Nice. Liverpool and like, don't let anybody from the UK talk about the North in a bad way. I let will me tell you. I have I've worked at an international place, so like this, a lot of one of my good. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be so mad if I'm wrong. Pretty sure Claire is from Liverpool, and so I've heard that debate with us like North. The North is perfectly fine, and I've heard don't. I've heard Londoners really is what it is. Londoners try cool. to shit on Liverpool, and Liverpool's no. like we're good. At least Liverpool we're good over here, because you know I really just had man I had the best time of my life there. nice I really really did it was like profound well like very anyway very profound anyway um so what was the question what was the question? so you just so you were very detached from kind of American theater just because right, you were enjoying right, right, yourself right. over there I mean no okay right all right so okay my father took oh yes that's what I'm saying so my father took me to um to to England we we um Hung out for a bit. Hung out for a bit. And then, sorry, Dad, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I left him the day before um, he was leaving because he had, like, a really early flight. So I went back to my dorm room. Oh, that's a whole other thing, too, dorm room. Dorms anyway. Whole nother well, because we didn't oh. have dorms. We were, like, a little inner, like city school, one building. The whole school was one building. Oh, the wow. Okay. 100 kids. That's it. Okay. It's really Ooh, small. That is small. Yeah. My so, college, no, my, we were still a little bit bigger yeah. than that, but we were spread out. Well, there was only 20, 25 people in my year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I mean, Lip is, like, top five of theater schools in the, in the UK. See, and that's also it's a whole nother thing deal. when you go to those small departments like that. There, And I did have a small department. I will say that. Oh, and There's I no was hiding. the only American there, too, in my whole year. Mm. In my whole course, I was the only American. That makes a difference. Yeah. That and makes a difference. Yeah, so... Um, so you left your father. So I, I left my father 
I turned the corner until I couldn't see him anymore, and I ran down the street and I said, I'm free. <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, I'm free. And so I would talk, I would like before I went there, I was talking to this boy named like Willie Spiosvold or whatever from from Norway. Cause again, when you go to an international school like I did, like you're mm -hmm. gonna meet people from the world from everywhere the world becomes yes. just so much smaller which is really cool nice. so like i used to skype with this dude willie because we had the same birthday and he was in my class nice and i met up with him nice and i had my first drink at a bar legally that's right because the drinking age is different He's 18. <laughs> i could not imagine why do you think my time was so lit <laughs> i could not imagine be i mean because i I can't imagine like trying to do freshman year being able to legally drink. I would have not. I mean, would have not gone we, well for Tony. I mean, we, I was ready by junior and senior year, but like freshman year, I wasn't. That well, was not went downhill. Well, let me tell you, it's very much like built into the culture. Like yes, my I can my I can school see that. had its own bar. I can see that. I my totally school had that. its own bar with liquor and beer and wine and stuff that we could go down after four and just get a drink at school. I can I can see that because most Europeaners that I do know they have a very different relationship than with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than we do as Americans. It's not something so like hush hush. They just exactly. do it socially. They so don't, I mean, again, people have their people have their things, but like, you know, normally it's just like drinking is like to you know have fun and be yeah. around people that you love. So I let's think. get into the department. Anyway, let's get into, so the, let's get into yeah. the training. So for yeah, three years, training. so that's already something that's very, again, very different than the States. In the States here, it's very for, it's most programs are, air quotes, supposedly four years, uh -huh. where they set up where, this is what you do over the course of four years. But in reality, most Americans that go to for higher education undergrad do not finish in four years. Right. Be it life, curriculum changing, because like I've discussed this on the show before, my catalog and curriculum, like what classes were offered that I needed to graduate, kept changing. Oh yeah. So there are different things that I would be like, I need this, and they're like, we're not offering this this semester, so I either had to substitute it, or I would have to wait until it came around again. So what I would say, what do you feel when you initially saw all the courses you had to take for your for MT, your MT degree? What did you think when you saw it? Oh, first of all, I didn't go to school for musical theater. Oh, I went to school for dance. Oh, OK. Not a musical theater program. Mm. It was a dance program. That's what National High School Dance Festival. Okay. So I was so all those schools that I told you I got into, Mason those Gross were and all that. Yeah. Those were dance departments, uh. not musical theater departments. Because my school, Lippa, doesn't have doesn't have musical theater. It's just it has straight up acting, and that's it. Okay, yeah. so the, looking at a dance curriculum, because that too is also also different. Because we praise we praise mm -hmm. certain American choreographers that don't have the that, same appeal overseas. Well, that don't exist overseas. <laughs> really? They're, yeah. There's so many people that were like, oh, like Jasmine Vardaman, for instance. Have you heard of her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like. But well, have you heard of her? I've heard of her, but not from any of my. She's like um, a whole big old thing. I was like, there. none of my American friends. There's definitely dancers yeah, out of Bartman Europe. Is a whole big old thing. Um, Matthew Bourne is a whole big old thing over there. Yes. Akram Khan is a whole big old thing over there. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. No, see, Akram Khan is very, very famous over there. He does a lot of work wow. with Sylvie Guillaume. He did a lot of work with her. That's after crazy. Yeah. Okay, so how was that? You were a dance major in high school, so but how was that transition to completely different, uh, different style of modern, different approach to ballet? Because that's another thing. Did you guys, when you took ballet over there, were you guys dealing with RAD? Mm. Mm -hmm. RAD. See, so much of America is balancing. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's a whole yeah. different I approach two, to my ballet. My two teachers were from Hamburg Ballet. Oh wow, but that's they, nice. They, but they um, oh, but they both uh trained at like what's it called? The Big Old Ballet School, Royal Ballet School, White Lodge or something. I think it's called. The Royal. Uh, the Royal Ballet School has a school called White Lodge or White House or something like that. Nice. And so that was like so. I mean, straight up R A D training. Um, oh, wow. Okay. So you when did you, when did you graduate from Lippa? When did I graduate from Lippa? Um, I graduated. Uh, July of 2013. So 2013, you graduate. Yeah. What? What were you thinking? Because I know in oh, the I states. I need to tell you about the course first. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're jumping ahead. Okay. Tell me about the courses. So the cool thing about England, well, the cool thing about the way England school English 
schools or set up is um they really focus on what your major is rather than doing all these gen ed courses i didn't have any gen ed none you've already defeated every american school no math no science no english no nothing you've already defeated and i say that because i was that person that struggled and i loved academics in high school like i was like 83rd in my class or some ridiculous number uh -huh. 42 eight, i don't know me and my let me and my siblings competed academic wise in high school mm -hmm. when i got to college i was so over it though i was like i do not care yeah, nothing about this at all i just want to go sing and dance yeah we didn't have we didn't have anything wow like that. Um, there weren't any courses that we could pick. Everything was set for us. No electives. Really? No nothing. Okay. Yeah. We had we they had a set schedule for us, and we had to go. Yeah. Did you feel bothered by that? Because we as Americans all. we have elect we have electives in Not high school. Not at all. Not at all. Really? Okay. Not at all. Because I felt like I was in a proper conservatory. It was a conservatory. Mm, yeah. With three-year training? Yeah. Wow. Okay. With a full degree. Well, I got a full degree. I did a whole dissertation and all that too. Ooh, for undergrad? Yeah. See, yeah, uh, we didn't have some undergrad programs had. Mm -hmm. We didn't have dissertations, but we had uh, some undergrad in our arts program had to do like defense of their senior thesis and things like yeah. that. And um, yeah, the great thing about the court, and this happens in a lot of schools in the UK, a lot of the ones in London too. Um, what well, there's let's, there's lanes, there's Erdang, there's arts ed. Um, all these little schools too that I really really didn't know about like I would have explored my options further if like England was like a choice from the beginning but anyway you wouldn't know you I would like know. I that's why I think, that's why I'm happy to have you on because it's just yeah these are even when you say like three years no academic focus like I so normal for had me. 18 me no 18 year old me known that I would have instantly been like why am I not going to school yeah. overseas and the great thing about this I mean look the universe really did its job with this course because even though like it was not an MT degree mm -hmm. we still every year has three um three hours of acting and three hours of singing a week so yeah. they gave us voice lessons. We had private That's voice lessons. Really good. We had, we had dancers choir. We had um, class singing lessons. See, that's our acting. So we had good. acting. We had two acting classes, hour and a half acting classes a week. See, that's um, so we good had because finals. Um, like we had to learn how to do scripts, and we had to learn like we learned. Other majors don't get that. Yeah, I know they don't. Like, cause I, I so my MT degree. So I actually have a theater degree, minors in music and dance, the, and I was an MT major my first two, possibly three years. Um, MT majors were schooled in the house of music. So like I spent a lot of times with a lot of other music majors and there would be like uh, opera singers or um, instrumentalists or whatever that would be like, oh, I want to learn how to act or I want to do other things once I graduate. And if they, they could only take an acting class if they could fit it into their elective schedule. Yeah. Like so they, there, it was not, for us. it was not readily given to them to yeah. be able to sing or, or like even dancers, mm -hmm. like the dancers, a couple of them did do the musicals with us, but they would be like, I can't sing. I can never get cast in a musical and I want to take voice lessons, but the voice lessons were required for music vo vocal majors first. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of them would be like made Maybe I can squeeze them in, and if they did, they would only get thirty-minute lessons. Mm. While us vo voice majors, we got an hour lesson. Yeah. So that made all like to have yeah. access to that just opens up so much with the degree. And it was given later. access to. There's nothing that we asked for is already built into the curriculum. And let me tell you, at the end of the three years, whether the class is good or bad, the dancers themselves have to put on a musical, nice. main stage musical, not even well, like that's a good. one, like a main stage. So we did. Um, our third year musical was Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, that show with a bunch of British people. It was funny because their Brit their Texas accents were like way better than mine was. <laughs> they did good. Because I think I, unlike America, where accents aren't really. We don't talk about accents we really, because that's always a weird thing. Me being a southerner, when I, a lot I've had some people go, "Oh, you don't have an accent," and I go, "You've never seen me tired. You've never seen me drunk." Because when I'm those things, my accent comes out really bad. Uh huh. But we don't talk about accents. They say here that in America. about me too. Like I don't have a Boston accent. I don't know what I have. I, you do a little bit on certain I words. I can't on tell. certain words. But the, the <laughs> same. I'm the exact same way when it comes. But we as Americans don't discuss yeah. accents. I, but yeah, Europeaners do, especially around around the. 
the UK because even Liver well, a Liverpool accent and a Londoner accent are Liverpool not Manchester the same. Are like forty five minutes away from each other, and their accents. I've met someone from Manchester and Liverpool, and they do not sound they the same. They do not sound the same. Like, and you know what? That is one of the big things I do take away from living in the UK for that long of a time. Over there, I felt like it. For y'all, I'm Afro Latino. I'm very proud of it. Okay, yeah. just because you can't see my face. They'll see it on our Instagram because we're gonna share po photos and things like that. But keep oh, going. Fine. Yes. Cute. Okay. Um, but as a person of color in the UK, there were some, okay. There were some people who you know would ask me, come up to me and ask me if I spoke English and stuff. But it happens here too. Yes. All the time. Yes. But there was really like no mention of oh you're black you're spanish you're this you're that all it was all that mattered was where i'm from you're american and that's all i was to them i've heard that which was like i believe that really cool that because when i because the minute i stepped back into the states oh those boots are gay oh i don't like your shirt oh i don't like your shirt how come you talk like that oh now you think they're all this but all this judgment from society America from society I, whereas like I could go back overseas and be they'd be like oh that's Michael he's American and that's all I would be not even oh I think he's gay or not even like things like that too you know what I'm saying I, just I definitely care. heard that because I've they, heard nobody cared yeah no, I, every foreigner care. I've ever met there's like oh you're just you're American like that's it would yeah, never I have even heard people of color that literally like they they've said before coming from London to the States, they just go, I'm not constantly reminded of it. Mm -hmm. And they and made one are. in particular, I'm thinking of a girl I know, she was an act she is an actress and she was just like, it's so she was like, I never felt like I couldn't audition for certain parts because I was black. Versus here in the States, she's like, it's very different. Mm -hmm. Like she had to rethink about how she thought about auditioning. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah. So I feel that. we kinda touched on it, but let's go ahead. So like you graduate I undergrad. Graduate. Again, here in the States, our big thinking is, especially if you're in MT or any kind of performance degree track in undergrad, I need to move to New York, LA, possibly Chicago, because that's our other big city. But those are the big thing. Like, I remember, like, even myself, I thought I was going to move to Chicago first, because mm -hmm. I like several theater companies and dance companies in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But life ended up having me in New York, and mm -hmm. I've actually never even been to the city of Chicago. Mm. But that was all everyone talked about, moving to Chicago, moving to LA, moving to New York. Mm -hmm. What is it like for... What was it like for the other people in your department? Was there a big thing we want to move down to central, you know, down to London, or we're trying to go over to the States, or was it for you? Was your immediate thought to move back to the States, or were you trying to stay? Because, I mean, you're, you're a senior and you're trying to book now, so. Mm -hmm. Cruise ship life? Well, Loaded question. <laughs> yes. There's a lot there. Okay. I'm going to first talk about whether I could stay or go, period. That's true, because you're on an educational visa. I was on a student visa, student visa that lasted student. only three years. Mm. Now, I came into the program with a promise that after I finished the program, I could get a work visa for two years and stay and work Okay. in, in, in the country, which, you know, by that point, you know, I had my friends, I had some connections, I had some yeah. agencies interested in me. I was on like the files for Lion, the Lion King tour. I was on their files for the West Side Story tour that they had in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So I was getting seen around, you know, and I was doing pretty well at the auditions and stuff. But um, in the middle of my second year, something with the government happened and mm. they took out the visa they took out the two tier four visa so the, the that visa that was given out was only valid until um the was only valid for the people who graduated in 2011 and down oh wow so i came in thinking that i was going to stay for two years and then Everything all of a sudden they took it out but look luckily i was in my second year so I had some time to kind of like That's process good. and be like, okay. I hate it for those seniors though that are literally like ten American seniors in that class in that in that in and, acting and have a in, marketing um, the like, third year acting class when I was a second year. Oh, that's how we. That's how you talk too. You say first, second, and third years instead of job, sophomore, junior, senior, whatever. Yeah. So like my second year, l luckily you know that 
info was known so like I could have a good year and a half to figure it out but there were 10 Americans in the um in the acting course uh, that were third year and I can't imagine how it was for them they literally had their whole like because especially senior year, park. like you, they probably have uh-huh. apartments. Like mm-hmm. they might have they even have, have contracts apartment. prepared to be signed. Uh-huh. Well, like Jeez. this is the thing when I was doing. Because the good thing about instead of senior showcase, mm-hmm. um, Lipa does ha- brings and like pays for all the like agencies and like casting directors and stuff to and bring them over up there so we can have like private workshops with them instead nice. of putting us on the spot and yep. doing that. Um, and I again, I got some good, um, you know, I got some good feedback, and but every time I explained the visa problem, they'd be like, "You have a visa problem. We can't take you." Yeah. I've already tried with one of the Americans. It didn't work. It was too complicated. I'm yeah. sorry. Wow. That's exactly what happened when I got a final callback for Lion King tour. I told them, "Hey, it was um, I was in for the Birdman track." Yeah, and I told them, "Hey, I'm still on a student visa. I, I, did you guys? I feel like I told you. I mean, should I?" And my plane to America, my plane to America was leaving the neck the day before the that callback was mm. that I got literally like maybe three or four months after I auditioned for it, and um, they oh, wow. said, "Hey, you know, look, we might as well not come in because you got a visa issue. We can't have anybody who doesn't have a UK." green card or uk visa yeah so heartbreaking and the thing is too i mean like i had again i learned so much i had such a good time at lipa i really did and i cherish and i love the people that i went to school with we had an amazing group i hope some of y'all listen i'm gonna put this out on my own thing so so but because i mean i am so grateful to you know especially like the head of the head of dance was Sarah Baker, who was like just such an amazing teacher, and we, I, and there's a lot of people from my class doing so 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 well. Nice. But um. So let's but, jump to. But here's the thing, right? Um. The re- but I had a lot of trouble making connections here in the city well that's my next question well, yeah you like i said we had a year to prepare but again the and i've learned just being an american like i said i first ran into this issue when i moved to new york was that when i first traveled here i didn't ha- i hadn't moved here yet i didn't have connections here yet you don't know nobody i didn't know anybody you don't know I, nobody so it took me literally freelancing and, and flying back and forth out of georgia for almost two three years to get a network in the city See, from the gigs that i worked in thing is though so, i have family here so like new york is helped. like new york hasn't ever been foreign to me because i've lived in the bronx before you are so like you know so saying? many people so it's not like because so i'm i mean i say i'm i'm i was born in boston but i feel like i was you know raised you have that connection to new york i have like a so i'm gonna go see my auntie after this she lives close by yeah (laughs) so so you have with that connection of being in of new york not feeling foreign but what do you know you're in an audition scene that you haven't been in so i didn't feel foreign home wise but Work all these wise. casting directors and agencies yep. and stuff that could have seen me in my senior coach showcase if I went to AMD or something like that have no idea who I am because mm-hmm. I did all my connection and my connection building and stuff in London. Oh wow! So I didn't have any friends in the I didn't have any friends in New York. A lot of a lot of the people you know do well because they have a good friends. So oh yeah, they have good friends that they made from college. It's yes. All my friends from college are three thousand miles away. Shout out wow. to y'all. But that changes. But no, that but, changes a lot because so of that networking so and marketing. I to do. I mean, luckily, I'm. You know, uh, when I feel like it, I'm a hustler. <laughs> we all are. You know, when I when I feel like it, and you know, I I did make some make some tracks, and I. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I moved to. I wasn't ready when I was. I was 21 when I moved back to New mm-hmm. York, and I was not ready. I was not ready. I was working a barback job. I was trying to audition, but what? Why do you think you weren't ready? Do you think it was the, the dishevelment of getting thrown back into American culture, or having just been away no, from American culture? I didn't culture? know who I was yet. I didn't know who I was yet as and an actor. Th- as I would say, and you think that played a part in your how Absolutely. you auditioned, what you auditioned for? Yeah, because I mean, it turned into oh, okay, all I'm gonna do is make money and dance until like 
oh, all I need to do is make money because I have work to like, oh my God, I fucking hate this job to, mm. oh my gosh, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm going to call my mommy. Do you think you know? not having those artist friends here in the city had a part to do with that? Because um, I know for me, I, yeah. I had whenever I have that moment, I could meet up with friends that I either went to college with or I worked gigs with, and I could kind of boost myself back up, or I can you know have that talk down after a really bad audition. Mm -hmm. But you can do that. All your friends are in London, so do you think that played a part into why? like feeding into that like because yeah, i mean the new york like, hustle is real but it like, is but you know what i'm i've made a lot of you y'all you can't do stuff by yourself you can't it's physically impossible yes but you know i i in the, at that time i was like you know what? I'm gonna do this by myself, and nobody can say anything. Well, my parents 20, told what, me, 21, right? So my parents told doing. me I wasn't ready yet either. I was like, well, "Fuck you guys, I'm going." Twenty-one, twenty-two. Three months later, three months later, I'm coming back home with my tail between my legs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Happily so. I'm glad oh, it yeah. happened. I'm so glad it happened because you know I was not in the right right mind space. Some people at 21 are in the right mind space That's to true. audition and stuff. But you know what? As I started auditioning and auditioning more, I felt just out of place anyway because of how I am as a as a person and mm -hmm. as an individual. And you know, I um, I just found it difficult to have to play my race all the time. I definitely understand that. You know, it's very definitely it's difficult. It was I found that really difficult, and like I can't connect to that source of like. Latini lad or like African American because I'm both. I can't tap into that part of myself that people want to see on stage. Uh, but that's I you think. Know? But like that, that's just, a that valid has nothing point. to do with school. No, but, but I think that to me, and again, one point you told me I was going tangents, but I think this is a an opportune point to kind of talk about this. I myself, when you when you are in the arts. You, especially the longer you're in the arts or you're in this industry, you start to realize what they're asking for and what you can give. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this on numerous episodes in different variations. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't give all of yourself if you're not there yet, or it's not something that you want to share. And that goes from, I've, I've done everything from having to do a show where they want me to be really, really black, or I've had done shows where people are running around naked. Like, it's just, you never know mm -hmm. what you're prepared to give. Mm -hmm. So... I want to jump to, because I want to make sure we, we touch on it. So me and Danielle have discussed this on the show before, of uh, master's program. Oh, yeah, okay. And me in particular, I told myself when I was 30, which I turned 30 this year, Yay. leading up to 30, I would evaluate whether I wanted to go back for it to get my master's. And for me, I, I checked on several different programs, some of the top ones, some of the smaller ones, having to pay for it, not having to pay for it. I even thought about going to school in Scotland for my master's for a mm -hmm. while, too. Um, and it more or less talking with friends that have their master's from the, from the uh, U.S., from the States, they were like, you're already kind of at the same pay level as someone that has a master's on your freelancer gigs. So what, what would you be gaining from going to get your master's? And I couldn't answer that question. Okay. So that's what stopped me at the moment, currently, okay. of why not going to get my master's is okay. because there is, I, I feel as if when you get, when you seek out a master's in particular, you need to know what you're missing or what training you want to further mm -hmm. before you go spend more money and time mm -hmm. away from your career. Mm -hmm. Because that's my other thing too, that I've mm -hmm. had a lot of friends that get you're their right. master's. They're like, I had to stop auditioning. Like you can't do shows you when can't. you're on a master's schedule. No, you can't. You know, in particular, I don't, again, I'm interested to learn, but here in America, most people in grad programs are taking classes and teaching classes and working either for the school or working a sustainable job. Yep. So I've met people on both ends and literally I just, I, a college professor once told me, she was like, I had no time. She's like, I would wake up, go to school, teach classes, take classes, go to rehearsal, come home, start all over again. She's mm -hmm. like, my day ended at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I would go home, sleep, attempt to study, eat and start all over again. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that was my life for two, two to three years. Accurate. Um, and most two, two years, I will say most graduate programs are two years mm -hmm. in the arts. Um, there's a handful of accelerated sort of lessons. Mine was two one. Years. See, that's another <laughs> one where I'm just like, that's Mine so interesting to me. It was, it was like, one. okay. So where did you go for grad school? I went to the Institute of Arts in Barcelona. 
Barcelona. So we went to a different country. I did. So let's talk about that again. That's another culture change and shift. You went to Barcelona. I so did. what does that look like? Or what was this? Let's how go back. It, what was, it, how did we make the decision to go to grad school? Girl, that's like a story within itself. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but you know, around October, November of 2016, I went through a really transitional period where I had to take some time off to work on myself. Always a good thing. I, ha I had to work on myself. I had to work on the way I was treating myself. I had to work on how I was thinking about myself. I had to work on, I had to work on a lot of, lots of stuff. And we're I had to for, take- We're all for healthy on, on the show. We all I had to take out, I had to take some time away from New York and the theater scene and stuff like that. So Certainly I understand. left, I went, I mean, let, let me, let me tell you after I, cause let me just say a little bit of what I did after college. Cause after college I went back, I did go back home, but like two months later I got my first cruise ship contract, mm -hmm. which I got through a show reel too. So that can happen. Nice. Anyway. So I got that through a show reel. I did my second ship and then I did Bush Guardians and then I did, then I moved to New York again. Mm, okay. Um, and then from New York, I got my first, I did my first equity show, West Side Story, and I did Chorus Line twice. So I did like, so, in the, so and that's in between um, me graduating and then me taking my break. Okay. So, I mean, I did do stuff. That's also still a lot. I guess. I, don't do that. It always feels that way, because I go through this too. It always feels like that's not a lot, but like cruise ship contracts, equity show, like that's still a lot. Yeah. And again, it just didn't feel like a lot because we all, it's, yeah. us being artists mm. but that's still a lot yeah. in this in a span of a couple years yeah it, yeah you know i had to work really hard for it and every every contract that i did was something that had something for me and that's learn. good it was really great but like yeah so i had to take some time off for myself and in um january i was thinking about the institute of arts in barcelona because um essentially it was a sister school to the to um, Lipa? Lipa, it was. Nice. Until like both the deans fell out and they weren't anymore, but I didn't know that until later. Of course, <laughs> of course. So I was like, oh, I thought I was, I thought I was like supporting my school and stuff, and like it looks like the deans didn't like each other. Well, anyway. Institutions. What am I supposed to, I don't know, what am I so supposed to So you took the break and you made uh, the so decision. So I took the break, I worked three jobs, mm. I paid for this whole thing myself. Oh wow. Amen. I oh, worked wow. two restaurant jobs and a job at a gym. And I financed nice. it all myself. Visas, plane tickets, um, my first couple months of rent. So was the, all of that easier? Visa and the whole transition to moving out of the country, was it easier oh, the second easier. time around? Yeah, of course, because I already know how to do it. I could do everything myself. Nice. Okay, okay. So. Uh, um, yeah, so, but like what made me want to go to, go to school was, go back to school was like, as a, as an artist, I didn't. Re I I felt like I was. I needed to get some stuff out, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't have an outlet to do it. But I I also wanted to figure out like what my process was and what my voice was too. And I, you bring up a very interesting point that we. I do want to do a full episode on this at some point, but we we kind of mean well. We have done an episode where me and Danielle have talked about like our voice as choreographers and finding that. When you're doing the New York, or I, I say New York, when you're doing the audition hustle and the I have a gig, I'm working, and the grind, it can get very overwhelming and daunting, and you can kind of lose yourself in the process of doing all these gigs. Mm -hmm. That's why when you say I had to take a break from the New York kind of grind, it makes sense because where you're doing a lot of other people's work. Yeah. You might be enjoying yourself, you might be making great money, you might be on stage every night, but you're also not creating for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so that can be, it's very interesting to hear you say and, where it's like, I needed, I needed to go back into the educational bubble to try to figure out my specifics. And honestly, yeah, and you know what? I've, I know I've been choreographing since I was 14, even before I started my dance training. So I know that's what, and I've always wanted to make shows and stuff like that. And I know that's what I want to do, you know, 
if it happens, if I'm blessed to, you know, it get there. Happen. But it's just a matter but, of finding that voice. You know, I was like, I just don't know what anything looks like in my head. It needs to, it needs to come out. And, you know, that's why I, I went to the program. Um, so uh, what's your graduate degree in? Is it in dancing? It's in dance. Okay. It's an MA in dance. So what? With a focus on choreography. Nice. Okay, so we're in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. What is this program like? Because with mo, like I said, what with, was it like? What is it? Mm. What would, so so? It were you teaching? Did you have to? Did you have to teach as a part of your uh, grad class? <sighs> yes, ish. Let me tell you. Okay. So the program was new. Mmm. That can be a good thing or a bad thing, or both. Um, the program was still getting up on its feet. It was only the second time it's been run. Mm, okay. We had 10 people, very different, different artists. Hello, everybody. Which is, I mean, they, that's- There was, again, a very fantastic group of people to work with. That's, but that's, that's very American-ish like that too. Grad programs, Especially, they are smaller classes, but they're also from very different walks of life. Yeah, but like, the thing was, is that like, the course was marketed as some, like, oh, you can come and explore what your like aesthetic is, and mm -hmm. some people come out as commercial choreographers, some come as contemporary choreographers, and for some reason, like, I was the technical boy in college, but now I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, urban whatever boy i don't know that how that happened but you know i've just been more interested in like more commercial work at least at that point in my life it's mm -hmm. a little change changed a little bit now but at that point but see my that's focus what you were saying like, you were trying to figure out your voice i was like you know i think i came in with that like i want to make cruise ship shows and i want to have my own production company because mm, all these okay. cruise ship shows i'd be seeing a whack no Say it. I know. I've never done the cruise they ships, but I've are seen whack, plenty of them. Wackadoodles. We've had plenty of guests on the show that are like, cruise ship people. Who the heck makes these things up? They're so out of touch and irrelevant. It's ridiculous. But they sell. To who? They sell. That's people, not my audience. That's. But that may not be your audience. But they sell. People I know go they see do. them. I know. People go see well, them. Well, they don't see them because they're bored. I can't speak to it. I've never I done them. i never done they it. So I would anyway. love to bring on, like, that would be a whole roundtable discussion of bringing people that have done the cruise ship well, That'd be fun. To talk about it. Um, yeah. But so like, that's, you, that's what you went in with your intent. That was my intent. And I was like, I want to figure out, I want to learn more hip hop and I want to learn more things that are commercial and sellable mm -hmm. so I can put them together. And, you know, and I did a lot of, like, focus on musical theater, too. But that wasn't a part of my course. My course was strictly contemporary. Oh, and wow. not like, not modern, not anything like that. This was like European release technique. Draw a puzzle on the floor, color it red, and how do you feel about it? And make a phrase out of that. And you know, we were, we learned. Okay, so counterpoint yeah. to your undergrad. So your undergrad was very, very like, these are the classes you were taking. Yeah, it was my fine. undergrad was very commercial. But like, and the then school, you got to master's and it was, was like. commercial though. It was. Lip is a commercial mm, school. Okay. Right? Lip, the thing about Lip is that they take a lot of commercial, like really like hip hop y dancers and give them technique. I was kind of the opposite. So I didn't really do a lot of hip hop I until college, until like. So I knew nothing about it, but like, I don't know. They, t I mean, Lippa just, again, sorry, but Lippa taught me how to perform. Cause here, at least where I was going to school, emphasis on performance wasn't a thing. We we're just mm. ballet and modern. And Lippa was like, you need to perform to get these jobs. That's you know, varying levels of that in colleges here. Yeah. There are some programs that are like that. There's some that are not. Um, what so was a grad program. So no, I was my saying grad that program, a grad program that's a lot more. It was strictly contemporary. Strictly contemporary. Do you think that that was a speaking purely for the program itself? Do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing? And it was a good thing if you're if that's your aesthetic, but it wasn't mine. Okay, so what? That's the thing. Mm. It was like they liked a certain type of work. A certain type of style of work that uh -huh. wasn't my style of work. Mm. So what because do you do? I You're in this master's to, program. That I like, don't want to sit there and tell dancers to make up an eight phrase about a about a blue ball and how you feel about the blue ball and make it bubble and burst and stuff. I don't care. I feel like, and I'm just gonna say, I'm I'm just gonna say, I feel like a lot of tactics like that for choreography are for people who are uncreative. 
Now, you know <laughs> I'm what? sorry. But you know, I can't disagree. I, I recently, can't. within the last couple of months, it's did a like, workshop with a big Broadway choreographer name who has oh, the one we Tony did? nominations. And the one we did? I will not respond back to your answer. <laughs> and I, like, weren't you disappointed? I don't, I don't want to say I was disappointed, I was. but there was a moment where I was like, oh, you so stupid. It was you stupid. didn't do anything. Sorry. So I, right here, me and Michael did a workshop and this workshop was a, it was a big, again, this so is a Broadway stupid. choreographer who's like Tony nominations, constantly works throughout the city. But I just halfway through the workshop, I was like, I was like this. Oh, this is what we're, I was like, this is, for this is what we're, huh? I just, I, I think I was in shock that I couldn't really respond. But I don't think it's his fault. Mm. I think, no, I think that's just what the bosses wanted him to, nope, to do. No? Nope. I don't know. I came in expecting I think, that. nope, because I've had other workshops with this organization that were so I came in better. expecting to, like, kick my face. Um, uh, yeah, no. Because, and the reason why I say I won't, I won't actually put the blame on that organization, I also have seen his work at a most recently at, at a theater here in the city and it was I can tell he used the same method he used with us on this show and I was like why would you on God's green earth do that and he talked about it in an interview that I watched and everything so like when I'm me personally as a choreographer I'm just not a fan I'm, I agree with you of that like I'm not a fan of paint it. the you if know paint works, the sky green how does that move in your body yeah if it works for you then it's fine but I don't know why I don't know why dance has to be at least it's not as academic for me it's it's academic I learned a lot from it but like it's not as mathematical yes I can understand you know what I'm that. saying it's it, like if I can, if a non-dancer can write a whole way McGregor if a non-dancer and he's a non-dancer who can write a whole book about choreography and we did a lot of way McGregor workshops there which was good but like that just it means that like you're approaching it from such a like sterile way I can't connect to or it. to me it feels too pedestrian I, I don't mind pedestrian. High. I don't mind pedestrian, but within the right limits of the setting. And a lot of that just abstractness doesn't work yeah. for me. I mean, so, okay, I have to ask you this. You're in this program now that this is what they're doing. Right. What do you do? Why, I didn't, why didn't you leave? Own, I had to go find my own stuff to do. I didn't go all the way to Barcelona wow. for no reason. So, okay, so it's funny I, that you so say I that. Went up to, um, so I went up to the musical theater head department of, and I said, so we have like shadowing that we have to do. Can we? Can I do that with you? And she was like, "Yeah." Smart. She said, so she she goes, "Oh, actually, um, the opening the opening to the second year musical theater recital is going to be the opening from a chorus line." And I was like, "Ding ding! I've done that so Perfect. twice." Yeah. I was like, "Ding ding! I'll do it." And I staged it, and that's what. And I got that, and I got my shadowing credit for that. And so basically, and look, she didn't she. She didn't do anything but play the piano and teach the songs and the music and stuff like that. I direct, I literally just taught the first so, semester. So, but again, that might work in your semester. The working, like, clearly that worked in your favor. Oh, it did. that's what you want. I learned, I know, and she that's and, and, so and um, the, the head of the musical theater department then at that time, like, really helped me out with, like, being more clear talking to the students with a little bit more intent like for example at that point she was like she wanted me to explain to the students what um who all the characters were because i was had to give out i had to cast the piece yes. about characters and um because i'm assuming just everybody already knows about chorus line but like i can't it's assume pure, that everybody, it's a very american music right also, but no. i can't but i i can't just sit there and assume that people are doing their homework too that is something I have learned being a director choreographer myself. Right. Not everybody does I can't, their homework. I can't do it. I, I, I can't. Um, so I'm a, since I'm assuming everybody knows who Val from A Course Line is, yeah. I said... To me, I mean, I, that's my favorite show. So I automatically know. I said... Like, a lot of Americans Val? know that. I said, who's Val? Well, she's Val. And that's where I left it. And obviously, if you're teaching out of college, that's, that's not a true. great answer. That's very true. So and Nikki... Well, she she came up. She was a very nice lady. I liked her a lot. But like, and she taught me a lot. Um, she came up to me and she said, "Look, <laughs> I know you know about know. what this course line is, but these kids don't, and you can't assume that they do." 
because that's what you're here to teach them. Mm. I'm like, girl, you're right. Good advice. That's She's good right. advice. I was like, you're right. But um, so I got that opportunity myself. I may, I went up to the jazz teacher who does the, the musical theater department um, shows and stuff. And I said, can I assist you? I was very proactive. I, I choreographed a, a fest. I choreographed the uh, a parade for their um, carnival. I um, Okay, I, I had to stop you. What sorry. is so crazy? No, it's you... What you had to do for your grad program, most people, most artists have to do for their undergrad here in America. Really? Yes. Most undergrad program. I was one of those. That's why I ended up in the dance department. That's how I left MT and ended up as a theater and dance minor because I got more love from dance and theater, from dance and theater than I did mm -hmm. from the music department. Yeah. But I wasn't the only one. I've heard this story from numerous people where they're, where you get certain, uh, performers in college and undergrad they're like my school's not doing shows that show me off so I'm gonna not do my school show and go do this community theater show yeah or like so it, it's so funny to me that like you did that I had to go doing it in grad school I feel like it's more beneficial because you have a resume to work off of versus when you're doing it in undergrad you don't have anything you're like you're seeking out knowledge because your college is not giving yeah, you but that. you know what I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that <laughs> It's all right. I understand. But yeah, I think I do. I do think that's so interesting that your master's program didn't give you everything that you wanted and you were able to seek it out and find you. And you, I will say you do find that here in America, too, is that there are people that when you go and ask, because like, again, I went to uh, several um, professors like, hey, can I assist on this? Can I assist? On that's how I taught. Uh, I ended up being a TA for the undergrad jazz class because uh -huh. I just went to one of my favorite professors like, hey, I really want to teach and choreograph eventually. And so she let me TA with her for a semester. Yeah, and so, like, so that's what I did too. That asking, I have the, that asking matters. I, mean, I will say, I mean, from the contemporary classes that we they did give us, mm -hmm. um, I, funny enough, when I was working on the piece with you, Yes. I was able to like kind of pull from what I learned. That's good. I though. didn't think I was gonna use the some of the tools that I got, but you know what? You never when you get education, you never know when it's gonna when Ooh. that knowledge is gonna pop you're up. You're not wrong. You don't know. And then you go back and you're it. like you go back and you're like, oh shit, I learned that from school. That's why I went. And then I'm you're done proud that. of yourself. I, I don't know. If I used. I was proud a, of myself. There was a choreographer that I did not like in one of my years at college, and I used one of her techniques in a piece I was working on. And I was like, "Oh, I hate myself for doing it," but it was so appropriate for what appropriate. needed. And I was mm -hmm. like, "But I hate this person so much. She was not a very nice mm -hmm. lady." But let me. Uh, but let me tell you though, right? I did. I. So, and I'd, um, we had to do three choreographed pieces that year. We had to do a solo, an autobiographical solo, a duet, and a group piece. Mm. Right. So that was our, like, our assessments. And with some papers. Actually, the academic shout out to... Fuck, I forgot his name. It's okay. It's better. Armando. Ah, there Armando we Rotondi. There he we was the head of academics at that school at... at I, IAB, Institute of Arts in Barcelona, um, and I learned lots of stuff. Acad nice. Academics were fantastic. Nice. I, they gave us a, they gave us um, a theater marketing class. Nice. They gave us um, they gave us lights, sounds, and sets class. They gave mm. us um, lots of like terms and stuff, and lots of like how to critique movies and how to critique. Um, things using like semiology and things like that. It was really, really, really interesting. Like, So I have to really ask, cool as we stuff. kind of bring into our wrap up, do you uh -huh. regret either of the institutions that you went to for undergrad or grad? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you could go back and do it again, would you? I would. Would you choose a different institution or stay with them? No. Really? Yeah, because you know what? I can call both Liverpool and Barcelona like my second and third homes. I really nice. can, confidently. Nice. And I could go back there and I could hang out with people and be and feel like not like and not feel like, oh, I'm in another country. I can feel like, oh, I'm nice. home, you know, and a lot of people don't get that. No, and I'm lucky and that. I'm lucky enough to, like, see the world in that way. You know, mm -hmm. like London and Liverpool for me is not a faraway thing. 
That's I can call my good. best friend. Hi, hi, Peter. I can call him. He lives in Newcastle. Nice. And um, actually, yeah, I met I met him in um, I met him in college, and he came and visited me last year. Nice. After not five years of not seeing each other, like I have made some very good friends. Yeah, it's always that way with best friends. You know, so um, it was so worth it was so worth it. The good and the bad stuff. You know, I grew a lot, and I grew more than I would have if I went to school here. Nice. You know, so. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but okay. we hope that you will join us next week and every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. Every Thursday. Ooh, words. You can find us on your favorite podcast app, and don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe. We want to give a special thank out to Michael. So tell the people where they can find you. Where are you on social media? <laughs> where can you they want find to look me? you up. Where are can you they find sure? you? Yes. Okay. So Instagram um, handles, website addresses. Give us whatever you got where the people can find you. Okay, I'm gonna give you what I got, but you yeah. ain't gonna see much there. <laughs> um, at B-A-U-G-H-S-T-O-N my last name is Bob Boston get it <laughs> 978 so that's at B-A-U-G-H-S-T-O-N 978 and then um, I got a Finsta too if you want where I post shady memes about theater yeah sometimes we need a good laugh that no one knows about so take that out <laughs> <laughs> will do um <laughs> <laughs> Please, <laughs> not a problem. Um, um, and also, and Facebook, Michael Jacinto, M I C H A E L J A C I N T O. Nice, and you can find him on the Point Your Toes Instagram account. We will link his photo and all of his contact information. Well, that's it for us. I'm your co-host Tony Williams II, and see you next week on Point Your Toes: The Adventures of an NYC Dance Teacher.